Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversation, where we will help you CFP your way out of it. A podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Welcome back. Another, to- another topic today. Good to be back. It's my favorite time of the week. That's not sarcasm. I enjoy doing it. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> something I learned about you today because I really thought that was sarcasm or really sad for the rest of your week. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to talk about the super exciting uh, topic of social security. It is exciting. It can be exciting. Yeah, it right? can be. It's, uh, you know, we're approaching this from the standpoint of, you know, we get a lot of questions around it, certainly. Um, yeah. You know, the common theme being, what can I do to maximize it? How do I, what do I need to do to feel like I'm, I'm winning the game? Right. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you. What are, what are some of those things that we would point out or, or just kind of frame the conversation on what we would look out for um, when it comes to Social Security? Yeah, it, I, Social Security is far more complicated than I think people believe, right? And we kind of talked about that um, a couple of moments ago when we're getting prepped up there's just a lot of variables that go into it and there's a lot of nuance to it. And it's an uncertain time. I think that's why we're getting some of these questions. You know, it's government budgets, it's rule changes from a couple of years ago, right? So if people want to try to maximize things, right, we're all about it. We're financial planners. We want people to be efficient, make the right decision for them, but it is a gray area. So I think the first thing that we usually get the question on as people are preparing for retirement is the timing right? When should I start taking it? And maybe that's more sensitive now if people are starting to hear whispers or rumors on what's the sustainability? Should I take it sooner rather than later? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Let me throw it back to you. And in that, in that timing camp, we often call it break-even analysis. I know I've got a super cool spreadsheet mm-hmm. uh, that kind of helps us do some of this math, but yeah. let's talk about that break-even. Yeah. And I think uh, just to to give the disclosure, everything we're going to talk about is situational, right? Everybody's situation is different. Their earnings history, their, the timing, you know, whether they're married or divorced or all, all of those things are going to factor into, you know, whether it makes sense to take it at this age instead of that age. But um, in the, the grand scheme of what we're looking at, the, the break-even analysis, right? The, the very first piece um, that we kind of analyze is... Yeah is looking at if I'm going to get a lower benefit at age 62, would it, am I better off waiting until my full retirement age or at any point later, Mm -hmm. knowing that my benefit is going to grow in the meantime, and then how long do I have to live? If I wait to collect at a later date and get a higher benefit, I'm going to be giving up maybe a couple years worth of benefit that I could have been receiving on the front end how long do I have to live for me to get paid back um, on the back end? And we certainly see that those averages, it depends on, on which ages you're comparing. But if you're looking at age 62 and age 66, let's call it as the full retirement age, that break-even age is usually late 70s. So yeah. and we, more often we, than not, yeah, if, if, you can, if you can outlive that, then it, it makes sense to wait, maybe. Yeah, and we make that, it's a horrible joke to make, but 
you know, people usually have their own feelings on their own mortality or health mm -hmm. and things of that nature. And it's a bad, morbid joke, but you tell us the day you're going to pass away and it makes this whole break-even analysis decision a whole lot better, you know, to make if, you know, you tell us the day you're going to die, we'll, we'll tell you what to do. But I do think it adds context for somebody, right, based on their own feelings of, okay, that's a large hurdle or it's not. Um, but I think it also comes back to situational planning of if you are able or want to forego that income, what are the other assets or savings that are going to fill that gap for you? And I think that's one of those situations where somebody may feel like they're winning based on a break-even analysis. Oh, I've got longevity in my family. I'll wait to take it. But now they have to tap into like a retirement asset that's fully taxable to them that may have been producing income later in life. You know, it's, it's not as simple, right? We want to, yeah. we have those cool spreadsheets. Here's the number. Um, it's probably not that simple if the other assets of the saving structure is not supportive of that decision. So it's not black and white. Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly not black and white. And, and even in that scenario where, you know, someone wants to collect because it's the, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? If, if I right. can start to collect at 62 and I've paid into the system for the last 35, 40 years of my life, whether I need it at this point or not, that's irrelevant. I want my money back out of the system is, is a common refrain that, that we hear. Um, but there's things to... Yeah, 50% you know, of people take it early. Yeah. That's yeah, a stat. That, like it, so, so going back to, to wanting to, to win or, or beat the system, the government and the IRS and the Treasury, they would love for you to collect it early <laughs> because they're paying you out a smaller amount on the front end. And again, it's, it's like an insurance company to me in that sense that it's, it's all actuarial based. Um, so yeah, they're, they, they want you to collect earlier because they're going to knock your benefit down um, by a certain percentage point, but that's, you know, we don't, we don't have to get into the weeds there. Now I lost my, my, my train of thought on the, on the front end. That's all right. I think that, you know, what, what we often talk about too, is the, there's problems with the statements that they put out, you know, in our mind, oh, yeah. because they are making certain assumptions based on earnings. They are making certain projections based on cost of living adjustments. And that's something that actually comes to fruition every year, right? We need to factor that into planning. Is this benefit going to actually grow or not? Um, yeah. But I think the timing thing is the number one thing that comes to the decision-making process of when to do it. Yeah, so so I, I remember what I was what I was thinking there, and, and maybe I'll remember it once I'm done saying this next point. But but on that note, I, I just <laughs> looked at one for for somebody recently, and it was you know I'm going to get two thousand dollars at age 62, or if I wait until my full retirement age at 66 and you know four months, I could get twenty seven hundred dollars a month. Well, that extra seven hundred dollars a month is is a nice chunk of change, but sure. that's that's assuming that this person is going to work up until full retirement age, earning what they're earning, plus you know, the, the cost of living or the inflation that Social Security is, is assuming. So if you've retired anywhere shorter than full retirement age, what's yep. showing on your statement is not going to be a, a perfect reflection on what you can expect in the future. So let's, let's stay there because I think we can actually kind of rapid fire here. Hey, you want to think about winning the game, right? maybe we need to like understand the other nuances here to kind of come to that conclusion. If you retire early mm -hmm. and choose to wait on benefits, we would talk about taxability and working while you're not full retirement age. Yeah. 
So let's let's lay out just really quickly here. If you are trying to collect benefits while then still working in some capacity, there are rules to that, are there not? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's it's uh, it's the government. Of course, there's rules. So yeah, if, if you're if you're collecting uh, before your full retirement age, um, there's a cap on what you can earn before uh, Social Security starts to essentially claw back or or withhold um, some benefits from you. It's like for every every two dollars that you would earn over eighteen thousand, I think is the limit in 2020. Yeah. Uh, so for every two dollars over and above that, you would earn they would withhold a dollar in benefit. Now those yeah. those those caps get higher in the year in which you turn full retirement age, but there are still caps in that year. But once you hit full retirement age, you can you can collect your full benefit and you can earn as much as you want and there's no restrictions, but it's it's for those er, uh, earning and collecting before they turn that full retirement age. So here's what I heard as a financial planner that you said right? If you are able to potentially retire early, or as we're seeing more frequently now, people are phasing out of work, right? Maybe they're reducing their hours. Maybe they're going to a more consultative role. Maybe they're working from home and that's something that can continue, you know, and that's a, a benefit to them and the company. Now, all of a sudden, this whole idea of, well, I'm going to collect, but also earn, you may not be able to just stack your income here and that be the reality of, you know, my cash flow. If there are these rules with social security on kind of clawing back some of those benefits uh, in the same way we talk about taxability too right how much of social security is taxable is based on your other income is it not yeah yeah so there again there's there's rules and there's a formula and it's like anything it's it's complicated but the there yeah the the minimum is 50 percent of the benefit can be taxable of, of your social security benefit and that can go up to 85 percent to your point, based on, yep. on other incomes. And those, those hurdles are pretty low, to be fair. It's, it's not hard to get above those, those hurdles. It's like 30, 34,000 as a, as a single taxpayer, anything above that, then you're, you're paying the 85%. And I think for married filing jointly, it's like 44,000 or, or somewhere yeah. in yeah. that range that it, they're very low hurdles to get to. If you have a couple of social securities and, and maybe some pension and investment income. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, that, that brings to light then too this whole idea of, in my mind, you know, winning is not just that timing discussion. It's not just how long you're going to live. You know, when we've now talked about taxability, we've now talked about, you know, earning while we're working. Let's also put to rest some of the winning of the past was this whole idea on you can kind of play the relationship game, right? Mm -hmm. I, there, there are spousal benefits out there. There are, uh, God forbid, widow or widower benefits. Um, there are divorcee benefits, um, you know, this whole idea of I can game the system that died a couple of years ago. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that was uh, certainly when we when we were new to the business, uh, however many years ago, 14 years ago, that was I, wow. I distinctly remember. Yeah. In, in certain presentations talking about Social Security, like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to collect. Yeah. yeah. Collect on your spouse's benefit allow your own benefit to continue to grow. And then at the optimal point, you'll flip the switch and now your benefit will be higher and you can collect that for the rest of your life. No impact to you in the short yep. term. That's Everybody awesome. wins, but the government. Yep. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Well, guess what? The IRS or the government in 2015, uh, they passed the bipartisan budget act or whatever it was called. And they pretty much shut those windows 
painted them shut. That, that's, that's, I can't see a world where that's going to open back up because the, the state, and maybe you hinted at it already, like the sustainability of the social security program, they yeah. need to preserve as much in the till as they can. So closing some of these loopholes and making it fair moving forward for all parties, uh, or maybe it's not fair. It depends how you look at it. But yeah, a lot of those loopholes have since been shut so that when you go to file, you can't cherry pick. I want my, my spouse's benefit or I want my own and allow the other one to grow. As soon as you apply, it's as if you're applying for any and all benefits available to you. You're going to get paid out the highest one, but you really, yep. there's, there's no gaming the system um, in that aspect anymore. Yeah, the only way that that still works is with a widow or a widower yeah. that does allow you to collect on the deceased spouse uh, and delay your own. But, right. you know, there, case in point, you know, there used to be these things that would feel like, hey, I can beat the system. It's getting a little harder these days. So if I could kind of button some of this up, I think it is for us to kind of articulate, look, we're, we're with you. Financial planning is about finding these efficiencies and, and maximizing that benefit. It's just not as black and white, I think, as some people may believe. And that's where conversations with friends, conversations with coworkers, conversations with articles that you, you know, reading articles on, on, hey, here are the different strategies. It really does come down to an individual's plan and what is available to them and what is not. And social security is one part, one leg of that, you know, stool on where your income is going to come from in retirement. And you have to consider everything else around. Yeah, this is definitely one of those areas where, you know, one size fits all advice to when to start collecting. It just, it does not fit, right? It's, there's, there's so many variables. You said it earlier. There's so many variables. There's so many nuances and everybody's situation is differently, right? Us as planners, we're taking all these puzzle pieces, making them fit together in the most efficient way possible for that situation. But more often than not, it is, it is hyper-specific to yeah. what you have saved, where you have it saved, your earnings, what you need, all the other yeah. fixed income that you have coming in. There's just, there's so many moving pieces that yeah, to try to get general advice and, and what your your coworker or your neighbor or your, your family friend is doing probably doesn't apply to your situation or if it does, it, it still needs to be reviewed to make sure that it does, does fit overall. Yeah, and then all the assumptions that we've made in order to come to that conclusion for you in planning, may need to be reevaluated, right? Mm -hmm. it, something is going to have to happen with social security. Changes are going to have to occur, whether that's sooner or later, it will have to happen. And that kind of means that this is the spirit of financial planning. We need to kind of put the plan in place and then be ready to pivot when legislation changes, taxes change, whatever it's going to be. Um, the, the decisions today may still be additional decisions that have to happen in the future based on changes. So Anything else that you want to add? Yeah, <laughs> so we were talking to this. This went through my head. The the only, and I, I, we'll see how this this goes through compliance, because I'm sure they'll want us to add a disclosure. <laughs> but the only way to beat the system when it comes to Social Security is to wait as long as possible and live forever. <laughs> right, right, because it is a lifetime payment. That is right. that is a fact. The only way to beat the system. Okay, everything else, gray area. That's right. All right, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you.
Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.